Dun 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 work of filmmaking in that it's very cleverly subversive in that it recasts Superman in the role of a kaiju. See, I would go (laughs) even a step further and argue that Zack Snyder, the auteur, his take on Superman recasts the hero formerly known for being in red tidy whities recasts him in the role of Jesus, the ultimate savior. Well, it, it it is really like it makes you think, right? Like superheroes are the modern mythology. So, like, what if what if Superman was Jesus? What what if he was tempted, and what if he he failed his his temptation? What if some people are so special and important that they get to have like power, and uh, and we're just supposed to kind of worship them as they smash up our gas stations? Yeah, but what if they also showed restraint in their powers when their father ran back into the tornado to go rescue the family dog? Isn't 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 that tragic? And he like yeah yeah like why why not let your immortal son save the dog when you can just die saving the dog? Or you could just let the dog die if somebody needs to be sacrificed cuz I mean, now I hate to say it, there is a hierarchy of life forms that goes Superman, regular man, super dog, dog. I, I honestly, I couldn't agree more. And and the 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 very potent themes potent pertaining to the preservation of of uh, a a culture, the Kryptonian culture, and how Superman, being the last of his kind, both represents an opportunity to uh, be more to humanity while also and being such as like I, I can't fucking do this anymore <laughs> hey everybody it's it's marvelous and um uh, as part of our larger mission statement it's man of steel the the first entry proper in in the the dcu the the contra marvel the 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 thing that's trying to be Marvel but also not Marvel, um, the the house that Christopher Nolan built, the, cra- the yeah, house that, that Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder built. Like, well, Christopher Nolan but- built it, and then Zack Snyder kind of like redecorated with a lot of um, with a lot of uh, nine inch nails posters, <laughs> and um, you know, not like. Like not heavy metal posters, but like, uh, like posters from like Warhammer, like Avenged no Sevenfold vinyls. Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, yeah. He, uh, um, Eli- that's yeah, that's no, that's the vibe. That's that's the vibe. It's Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, Zack Snyder also occupies the same space in my mind as like Eli Roth, and just like a jock who made really intentionally aggressively obnoxious movies. Zack Snyder is f- interesting to me. 
because I could never quite figure out what his deal. I think you're right. I think he's a jock. I think he's a bit of a himbo. Um, I, he's. I wouldn't. I, well, I I wouldn't say himbo because he seems to like. Okay, depending on my response, this could be either our most successful, funniest episode or our most controversial because there are quite a lot of Snyder heads, Snyder diehards, hashtag release the Snyder cut, um, like in certain corners of the internet, if you shit talk this movie or Zack Snyder in general, you will have a million obnoxious people with uh, Ben Affleck, Batman, Abby in your mentions. Um, but look, I just, I, I just want to say, you know, all the Zack Snyder fans out there, like, I get it. You know, he's in a world of, of homogenous made in a, made by an algorithm stuff. There's this like last big budget superhero movie director who, who is like an auteur with a vision. Um, yeah, I, but he's an idiot and you're an idiot. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I, I don't know if I've said this explicitly before in an episode. Um, I know I've said it elsewhere to other people, probably online, but my working theory, at least initially was that the best sort of superhero movies or comic book movie adaptations in general are the ones that have a very distinct, like artistic directorial Vision have like a, if if not the mark of the auteur, because that would be just shoving my own head up my own ass, but it's a an artistic distinction. And Zack Snyder's films are very uniquely Zack Snyder's, but that's a, they, that's they the problem. <laughs> it's I mean here's the thing I find him interesting, but I find him interesting in almost like the same way I find Uwe Boll interesting. Like okay, yeah, actually there's. That's not, I think they're not too far apart. It's just Zack Snyder has a lot, gets a lot more money to make his movies. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's on that, Uwe Ball is also on that similar, like the, the Eli Roth to Zack Snyder, like continuum. I don't, I don't know if I, that's a potential thing I could make up, like an infographic that's like the, uh, like the Uwe Ball to Zack Snyder uh, continuum. Where it's just like a chart, yeah, and it's mapping like he's on the spectrum. Like, yeah, like Michael Bay's on there somewhere in the graph. Um, but yeah, so this was before I kind of give what I wrote as a rundown for this movie because, for, well, first of all, we both thought this movie sucks. Uh, it, yeah, but <laughs> I, think it, I think it does suck in interesting ways. Yeah, it sucks in interesting ways. It's it it sucks in ways that are the exact opposite of the way Marvel movies suck. Like it's it's like if you tried to make the opposite of a Marvel movie that's still a superhero movie, but then also like fucked it up. Um it's like if, if you tried the, to get the, Christopher Nolan to write a Superman movie and gave it to Zack Snyder to direct, it well, would be yeah, that, that's, this I mean, movie. that's what it is too. And it's it, and, and, and David Escoyer, Escoyer we're not leaving him out. Him out. <laughs> I've seen some of the movies that he's got like sole credit on, and everyone that I can remember is terrible. Like he made just an awful, awful horror movie called the the Unborn or something like and that. Goyer's capable of co-writing shit. good stuff. He did Dark City, which I quite liked. Um, oh, he co-wrote Dark City. Yeah, he co-wrote I, well, I'm Dark, Dark, Dark City. City. as a teenager, but I remember that movie being awesome. Yeah, uh, that he uh, co-wrote. I've both the Blade movies 
I think the first, the first. Oh two? yeah, he did. He does have writing credits on the Blade movies. You know, what? okay, I, I I walked that back okay. a little bit. I'm sorry. But, uh, I was I was really just thinking of the Unborn. I really it, hate that movie. This, this title of that movie alone alone sounds like it's something you just fished out of a DVD bin at Walmart, or it's or it's it, like part of a five move like horror movie pack. Like what a value! And they're all shit. They're one of them is probably shot on a home video camera you can hear like the tape yeah going. yeah it's 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 like right in there with um fear.com yeah that's stir of echoes. That, actually <laughs> just um movies that everybody has completely forgotten exist it's it was a subgenre um but sort of to, to oh just just for, forgettable y2k 2000s horror Stuff that, that isn't even redeemable by being like endearingly schlocky. They're just dull. They're just painfully dull to watch. I think I watched fear.com. No, I did. I rented it with a friend when I was a teenager. And we watched it in a room and I remember nothing about it. Yeah, me neither. It just goes right yeah. through you. It's just like a nothing. It, it was it was trying to it was um, also in that sort of like uh couple year run where the big thing in horror was the ring. So everything was yeah, yeah, trying and, to and, be the and ring. The internet. Yeah, yeah. And and like there was like, oh man, what if uh what if there was a ghost in the internet yeah, or something like that? You pretty know? much. Um so I wrote There's only there's only one of those movies that's any goddamn good, and it's Pulse, the, the original Pulse. I still haven't seen that yet. So I I got I oh, need God, to sit rules. down and see that because I quite liked Care. Care Yeah, Care was yeah, yeah. You like uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, you'll like this one. It's it's uh, one of his best. Of the ones I've seen, I haven't seen some of his like dramas and, and non-genre stuff. You, you know, but, you know um, how much this movie stinks when we start talking about <laughs> other much better movies. If that was to our audience. We're always digressing, but I think there is like there are weird, almost horror elements to this movie. You know, I think you should if you've got your your plot synopsis. We should we should get that yeah. done, and then we can let's, let's range because this movie's got that non-linear bullshit. Yes. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, the most tragic thing to happen to Superman since Christopher Reeve was thrown from a horse. The retrofitted cornerstone of the slow-to-start DC Cinematic Universe, Man of Steel stars Henry Cavill as an emo space Jesus, Amy Adams and her zero Oscars as exposition receiver Lois Lane, Michael Shannon overacting in CG armor with an unfortunate haircut, and more great actors whose talents are squandered for 45 minutes of excessively loud, exhaustingly impactless, and visually drab CGI fight sequences color-graded to the shade of wet cement. In Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan's hands, Superman goes from an adorkably strong man in red undies standing for truth, justice, and the American way, to a sulky, semi-autistic alien responsible for thousands of civilian casualties and trillions of dollars in infrastructural damage. Instead of a mild-mannered and dimple-faced reporter who works at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent is a sullen hobo going from town to town, sometimes saving people but mostly trying not to kill them for being assholes. After a Russell Crowe hologram t shows him his true calling in the Arctic, Clark becomes Superman just in time to stop General Eugenics from terraforming the planet into a new Krypton. 
Meanwhile, Pulitzer Prize-winning lady journalist Lois Lane tracks down the mysterious man who saved her by painfully cauterizing a stab wound with his laser eyes. Inappropriately dark realism and a startling lack of art deco production design are just two of the numerous issues that plague this attempt to Nolanize the most pure-hearted and morally resolute superhero in history into a ham-fisted Jesus allegory. We also get stuff like a thousand 9-11s, lens flare and fraudulent shaky cam, corporate tie-in advertising, and Detective Elliot Stabler. If you love the silly but charming schlock that defined Richard Donner's Superman, then Man of Steel will feel like you've suffered a brain hemorrhage. I think I have that in my notes in capital letters, 1,911s. 1,911s. It's, it's, it's uh, to, to, to quote Red Letter Media, 1,911s. No, we're, no, it's, it's more like 1,000 911s. Just, it's, it's a lot of 911s. Metropolis is supposed to be so, bit, pretty big to my understanding, so... I, I don't know where to begin. I've got my notes are kind of all over the place with, with this well, movie. Let's, it's, it's, let's start with some background on uh, the making of this movie itself. Like, uh, we don't really need to explain that this is clearly, um, or it was actually kind of retrofitted into being the cornerstone of the DC cinematic universe, at least to my understanding, what I read up on. There was that sounds big, right. There were different, yeah, there were like off and on plans for making another new Superman movie after the uh, Brian Singer Superman movie. Su- yeah. Superman Returns. Speaking of movies, nobody remembers. That movie just disappeared from the public consciousness. Also, also has Kevin Spacey in it. <laughs> oh, God. No, As no, no wonder that movie's like disappeared from the face of the planet. Maybe that's. Maybe someone at WB like knew, sort of like heard the rumors about Brian Singer and like Kevin Spacey, and was like really pushing for this for a new Batman or Batman a new Superman movie to be made because it's like we 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 can't build something off of this. And besides, it was like supposed to be a continuation of the Donner Superman. It's it's a sequel to Superman two. Okay, and it. It just doesn't like I watched that movie. I barely remember it. It just it, it just doesn't nothing lands. It's it's just kind of not it's it's not charming enough or any like I mean and it came out the year after Batman Begins. So it was kind of like it just wasn't a it was just kind of a mediocre movie. It was totally wrong for the moment. Um and obviously Warner Brothers were looking at the success of Batman Begins are like, okay, no, yeah. this flopped. We're going a whole other direction. And so you get Man of Steel, which is a massive course correction. And one, it's massive course correction from Batman Returns. The other thing is, is it's, I think, while I don't think they re- really had a plan to make a, a shared universe off of this until, no. like they would have been already making this when Avengers yeah. came out and showed that that was like the next thing. So like, yeah, like Justice League, everything was kind of retrofitted onto this. but um. It did show like 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 it was trying to be like, well, okay, we've got our dark, adult, serious philosophical superhero movies, and that's our niche. That's how we how we uh contrast ourselves from Marvel. Um a- adult it's just for, like, for adults is stretching it. <laughs> when I well, it's, a teen, it's very when a much teenager I mean, this is a thinks Zach's, an adult would consume. 
Zack Snyder is one of those guys I feel like in some ways just mentally never left being 15 years yeah. old. Like, have you ever seen Sucker Punch? Oh, God. Sucker Punch is the most 15-year-old oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's not true. It's Heavy Metal is the most 15-year-old movie I've ever seen. But Heavy Metal is 15-year-old in like an awesome way where it has actual like nudity and graphic violence. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Sucker Punch is like weirdly chased in PG-13. It's, um, yeah, I I... That that movie is the like, yeah, that's not a good movie, and it's 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 a movie that like on paper is something I would totally jive with. Like I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking it was cool, and then I caught it on TV once. I'm like, Jesus, this sucks. Oh yeah, in in concept, it's such a Nicole core. It's movie, it's a very Nicole Nicole core movie, but it's it's it's. Zack Snyder movies have the Zack the Zack Snyderous uh, quality to them, but before and I have an important question to you that I'm just going to put on the table for after I bring this up because the uh, real reason that the Superman reboot was made and there were like off and on different concepts for a new Superman movie to be made. There was even one that was supposed to be directed by. Um, like a bunch of different people, like Brian Singer was consulted. Uh, another, yeah, bro- f- famous pedophile Brian Singer, uh, Brett Ratner as well. Uh, adults, uh, women, uh, pervert. Yeah, uh, that's you can. That's McGee. you can tell. He's a, he's like the low rent replacement for Brian Singer. Is uh, no, no. He he uh, he he only rapes adults, and he makes inferior movies. Yeah. Um. So this was the the one that. The reason this particular Superman got off the table is because there was a like litigation case like that was going back and forth between Warner Brothers and Jerry Siegel's family. Jerry Siegel being one of the artists who co-created Superman. Um, yeah. And so basically the court rules and I'm, I'm going to read this uh, directly. Uh, There was a ruling in about like 2009. Um, uh, The court pointedly ruled that if Warner Brothers does not start production on another Superman film by 2011, the Seagulls will be able to sue to recover their damages. The Seagulls look forward to the remainder of the case, which will determine how much defendants owe them for their exploitation of Superman. So basically this movie was made so Warner Brothers could avoid back paying royalties to the co-creator's family. Which like, like why? What would those royalties really have come to? It's so. So the foundation of this movie uh, is just like shitty <laughs> as a as in, yeah. in terms of like, it's not this isn't a Batman movie that is that was out of development being made because it's oh, we're we're passionate about Batman. We or I'm saying Batman. I'm sorry. Superman. But, well, but that's well, no, not that's right. indicative they're, they're of how like interchangeable Superman the themes of these two or like how this is like a pale image because this is Christopher Nolan co-wrote this and this is like th- literally Warner Brothers in DC Nolanizing Superman and the let's get to the the big problem with that because the big problem with that is you as I understand it realism is is something that really doesn't mesh well with certain superheroes like it works fine for Batman and Superman or Batman and Iron Man because they're just rich dudes with cool tech and toys. 
Whereas once you try to put Superman in a sort of dark night, noir, gritty, realistic context, now you got to weigh the things that this movie is trying to have you take seriously. Like, you know, he'll be a god among them or uh, Superman will literally be holding the planet hostage because he's the most powerful being in existence and can take out a single drone. Doesn't want the U.S. spying on him. It's this. Oh, God, don't even get me started on the cinematography. It's um, I, I got this sneeze that won't quite happen. And I, OK, Um. So my thing with this, one of the things I, I, I was this movie, I found, I always found it hard and I've seen it a few times now uh, and I've always found it hard to figure out what exactly it's trying to do. Um, and what I, what I realize is, is, is with the same thing they did with the dark Knight, which is we take this character and we take the, the, the kind of, you know, Saturday morning cartoon, golden age comic book morality they represent and we try to to test it and break it, and that's the the meta textual adult smart guy thing they did with the Dark Knight that they're doing with this. Um, and with 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 the Dark Knight, I think with the Dark Knight it works for a few reasons, some of which are just kind of flukes of when it came out and casting and stuff like that. But it's also because Batman, you you can do Batman as an antihero. Yeah, yeah. You can make that work, Superman. Not really. No. It seems like it's kind of running against the entire point of Superman, which is to be kind of a, a paragon. I like. Um, I I literally have no exposure to Superman. Probably literally up until I watched the Donner Superman like a week ago. That's how out I, of the loop I am with Superman. Yeah. But to my understanding, and to the layman's understanding, Superman is like the superhero par excellence. He is the representation and supposed to be like the ultimate image of like a do-gooder, strong, selfless, kind of like like Captain America, but with superpowers. He, well, yeah, he is. He is the superhero. Yeah. Like he is. He He's like. What a, you think he's of. Like, you know, how, like band-aids. Like the brand yeah. Band-Aid is synonymous with the idea of a of a, a, a disposable adhesive bandage. Superman is the Band-Aid of superheroes. Yes. He's the guy. Um, Cape, the spandex, and, the laser eyes, and this this and trying to make all this. Like, I mean, this, and this like, this is the thing. Like all through this movie, or all these really weird choices. Um, Krypton has this whole and, and all the Kryptonian technology it all has this like faux HR Geiger look. Like yeah. it all looks like yeah, I read the that. derelict from Alien. Yeah, especially those um, uh the I read through your notes and I was not surprised at all that we both commented those little ships look like butt plug dildos. Oh yeah, the little when they when they send Zod and his crew into the Phantom Zone, they 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 launch him in little cock Yeah, same with <laughs> which, the same with the baby <laughs> Superman. They that's when they launched him in a little uh, butt plug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well. I going back to actually because I mentioned Dark City, which was something Goyer co-wrote. That also has a very similar Giger aesthetic as well, but because it was made in the '90s, it 
didn't rely so much on, or I should say, it didn't rely almost entirely on CG uh, sets and backgrounds. Like the the biggest bummer to me about Krypton is like visually it could have the potential to be really cool, but it is all fucking CG except for maybe well, like a couple things. And then, like, it, you're throwing dragons on top of that at me? What the... What? Krypton Krypton is weird because it's, like... They paint it as this, like, very dehumanizing dystopia. And, and they go... Like, like I get the idea of, like, it's an alien race want to look kind of alien. But it's, like, they... Well, literally, they make it look like alien. But um, it's also, like, so... It's this weird dystopia. Everybody's, like... Um, kind of brave new world all the babies are grown in vats the kal-el superman's the first live birth they've had in Which centuries was never and explained until later in the movie and they, but that also they explain like, that why? later but they don't yeah they don't explain why it happened it's just we had this thriving interstellar uh civilization and then we just um we just became a dystopia and retreated from the stars and turned inward we, we used, and hollowed out our own planet. We used too much of but our they own don't, natural resources, which is Yeah, but they don't give like a reason for that. It just happens. Well, and, and like like I get it's like I feel like it's like um like it's that like whole, you know, oh empire and yeah, decay turns inward. Like 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 but they don't give a reason for why it happens. They just do that um well you know what maybe maybe it's we gotta we gotta approach this is a Zack snyder film film so we need to kind of approach this with like dumb guy glasses and like when you're a dumb guy and you're making movies for dumb guys and dumb people you need to like make it so obvious like the obvious metaphor for krypton here is like there's they've used up their own resources on the planet it is the, the destruction of the planet is like divine intervention. Um, you know, the empire that reached too close to the sun, like as if. Yeah, well, it's well, no, it's they, that's the thing. It's not that they reached too close to the sun. It's that they stopped reaching. OK, they stopped reaching and turned inward and became degenerate and unimaginative. It's it's. um. I didn't get that from the beginning uh, of this movie either. No, but it's not, it, not it comes say, back in with yeah. the explanation okay. with with the the lore dump because this movie is just all exposition, and I wouldn't dwell on it so much if it was just incidental backstory. But it's like integral to the themes of the film. Um, yeah, uh, you know, this society became stagnant and decayed and and lost its imagination, lost its spark to strive for more and excel and, and, and promote individual uh, uh, excellence. And, and like, it's very much like that. The, the sort of liberal libertarian objectivist view of uh, collectivism or, or at least a conservative view of, of liberalism, which, which they see as interchangeable with socialism and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? But um, uh, the, the idea of like the society that becomes this kind of totalitarian, strictly ordered, the the individual can't excel like they say explicitly like there's this caste system everyone's born into their place and can't change okay, it. Okay, I must um, have been like nodding off by that point. <laughs> this movie's or was it? If it was earlier in the movie, I might have my eyes might have just been like glazing over because it was again all CG. Yeah, yeah, it's that your eyes just it's got that that thing where it's there's the so much green screen stuff away. and it's color graded so oh my dully that your eyes just keep 
sliding off of everything. And then that's and happening. those like zoom in effects too, like the supposed to oh, be the, like the faux and handheld. It's, and it's accompanied by like I swear to God, it's accompanied by a slight whooshing sound. I swear. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it might. be I right. swear, yeah. like the like early. Uh, yeah, is there's like that one shot, like the the. I think it's the first like zoom in the movie. It's on Russell Crowe riding that dragon and it just zooms in. And I heard the little whooshing sound. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's, it's, you can't like, you can't have a cinema verite, like sort of approach to filming a completely CGI atmosphere of a guy in robes, riding on a cgi dragon it's it's ridiculous well, they're, they're aiming that's that's the well i mean that's the contradiction with with all this stuff is they're they're trying to square the circle between comic book stuff is schlocky and ridiculous yeah um and we're trying to make it they're trying to imbue it with all this verisimilitude like they sold it on that tagline again which i think was how they sold the original story. i was you'll believe a man can fly and the idea is like well it looks more realistic if it's all handheld, like it's news footage or, well, again, 9-11 footage is what informs the whole <laughs> We'll get to approach. talk about 9-11. Um, 9-11 is the uh, worst thing to happen to yeah, comic book it's, movies. It's, yeah, it's it's disorienting and jarring. And I mean, there's, there's, a time, I mean, there's a time and place to be disorienting and jarring. But I feel like a big superhero special effects spectacle isn't that time. And it's um, constant. Too. Like not, and, it, and it plays against like, Snyder's strengths as an action director. Yeah, too. I mean, like if if there are things he's good. I at, I yeah. do wonder because you've brought up Watchmen a couple times, being you know a fan of the comic, um, and I realized after we wa- I watched Man of Steel, like oh shit, we completely skipped over Zack Snyder's Watchmen because that was like well, two thousand nine, I think. So that was after yeah. around the same time as Dark Knight. Um, but I want to know what your thoughts on the Watchmen movie are because I know it has I, I haven't, very different. I haven't seen it in forever. Okay, but because because Watchmen is an adaptation of like one specific story, not an amalgam of different oh, things. Okay. Um, because it's just an adaptation of the of the comic. the The choices he makes with it, um, are really really I think illustrative of what his whole deal is. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. We maybe we should go back and I, I think uh, that would be sometime. productive because um because yeah. um, you know we'll have to do like Batman versus Superman and, and Justice League so it might be you know we'll, there, we'll have a, a the, yeah. the, the Zach uncoding Zack Snyder might be kind of our <laughs> one of our B plots here yeah because there's um, there's significantly less um DC cinematic universe movies as of current time which is where this is it's March 2022 um because this this movie had kind of such a rocky reception um, that like it it took another like three years for Batman versus Superman to come out like and in that time Marvel released like f- four or five new movies. Yeah, well, they just this is when we're getting to the point where they become just an industrial yeah. mass production facility. They're pumping them out like uh, B seventeen bombers. Um, but the Watchmen, the Watchmen movie is like, when I first saw it as a teenager, I was like, I didn't love it. I thought it made some weird choices, but I liked it okay. But I think I didn't understand the source material nearly that well at the time either. But it's very like, like Alan Moore is a, a left anarchist. Um, 
And I, and I just bring that up to like yeah. put into context what like his worldview is um, versus like I, I've heard people characterize Zack Snyder as like an Ayn Randian objectivist no, guy. He I don't, claims to I don't be know if really that's really liberal. true. Like he he said he voted for Joe, like proudly voted for Biden in the 2020 election. Like he's like, I support everybody, gay, straight, black, brown. And I I haven't seen 300. Um, and I I understand that that movie indulges i and i don't know how intentionally but maybe coincidentally into a lot of fascist imagery but frank frank miller is like a weird reactionary i think Zack snyder was just adapting the material directly i don't cool. know that a lot of what people read into that movie was intended yeah well i think uh, or Zach, Zach snyder by him just... to be like a political <sighs> thing is like he, he, but that's, he doesn't have politics. He has he's just like a a dumb meathead who listens to Tool. Oh yeah, <laughs> or not not Tool yeah, or Avenged Sevenfold. I'm sorry, Tool. Yeah, well, no, no, he seems like a Tool guy. Okay, um, and I, I don't. That's, I don't have anything against him as a guy. Yeah, from, not I'm not deeply. You know, from what I heard, he's like good to work with, and like a good guy. Uh, and I mean, like. You know, I like that Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, I remember liking 300 when it came out, but I was like 15. This is Sparta. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I mean, like, he's got, there are things he had, like, there's, 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 like, I can see why people like his movies. Um, so I've got nothing against him personally, but, like, I am, like, fascinated because it is this, like, um, guy who, who, who is, is, like, kind of a suit, um, aiming, he has, he has, he has these kind of lofty, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call him pretentious, but it's just his his aspirations way outseed his reach, uh, <laughs> exceed his reach. I would I would I think I think Nolan's kind of pretentious, um, but like like one of the things I noticed in this movie in, in one of the flashbacks, the, the interminable flashbacks, yeah, the the, um, the inter like uh, the like back and forth uh, timeline like for the just does not work at all for the structure. No, no, it's and. I don't know if they did it to try and make sure that you could cut between like a, a, a Superman action sequence I and a story without boring the audience. But I mean, it's also like I've seen like Christopher Nolan's brother did the that um, that Westworld show, which is another like take something kind of campy and fun from ye olden times and make it serious and for adults. And I, I thought the first season was OK, despite its flaws, but it's like they relied on that same like. And this goes like all the way back to Memento and stuff, like the 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 non-linear storytelling, yeah. the playing with stru- the obsession with structure and playing with structure, and it seems like such a way to make like with Westworld, I felt like the the whole nested flashbacks and stuff, it, it was a way to make a relatively straightforward plot seem smarter and more complicated than it really is. Yeah, and I think that's what Zack Snyder is kind of, if if not deliberately doing, like it also. It also doesn't help in terms of knowing sort of what's going on, like world building. Like, I didn't realize going into this movie that it would wouldn't be like structured straightly. I just having watched mm. the Richard Donner Superman, which honestly I think was totally schlocky, doesn't hold up as like a quote unquote like good superhero movie, but it's undeniably charming. 
Uh, really, yeah, it's, really it's charming cute. and it's well crafted. It's adorable. There are a lot of cute miniatures. It's dopey. It's goofy. Uh, Chris Reeve like goes like Kinder G Willikers. Yeah, Lois can't spell. It, I much prefer that version. But like that was a straightforward telling of like you know chronologically the you know launch the baby from Krypton. He, crashes on earth he's adopted by mom pa kent they find this naked baby in a field they're like let's just take a take a baby it's a free baby uh whereas in this movie it goes from the explosion of krypton and cuts to a fishing boat and we cut to a man and for like two minutes i thought we were look we were watching like pa kent no it's supposed to be Clark Kent because in this version of Superman uh after Jonathan Kent's death Superman just decides to be a wandering hobo and go about taking well, like odd here's, jobs here's the thing oh and it's also so, a ham-fisted Jesus metaphor because like fishing boat you know yeah but, but I mean, here, here's here's the thing is I mean really ham-fisted they have a shot where he goes to church to talk God. about Bruce, what she do <laughs> and and literally it's like it's Henry Cavill's face <laughs> And then Jesus in the pepper. stained glass window behind him, and he's glowing from behind. It's, like it's, oh, it's so <laughs> like it's like I laughed. It's 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 what like a teenager writing fan fiction, like how they would approach like this, that material. If, if this movie wasn't so lead in visually and plot wise, it could be a real L- literally lead in like gray. This this movie is yeah. completely desaturated of color, which I've seen like color corrected footage or color recorrected footage that brought out what was like originally the real on set colors that they would have that would have been captured like Superman's or Henry Cavill's Superman suit is not that fucking dark and desaturated in real life like on set photos show it's actually pretty bright and vibrant red and blue Um, so and I saw like the couple scenes of re-corrected colored footage I thought looked much preferable had a much more vibrant welcoming tone well, it, when 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 everything is this kind of gray like i said your eyes can't grab on to, and i mean there's there's again every stylistic choice has a time and a place i'm just saying it doesn't work for this movie or this yeah type of movie, um I think. like like there's movies that are very like like it's not that it's too dark like it's too um it's just the spectrum of color is too narrow yeah. it's not like contrasty enough either um well the but it's cin- well the cinematography if if you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised uh it was done by a guy named uh amir mokri who did two transformers movies and pixels uh. <laughs> and and um he also did a, a ken russell movie that i haven't seen called whore that uh to my understanding is where his career kind of started or the quality in his output like like there's there's a certain point where Dario Argento just gave up in his movies. Like Ken Russell kind of just gave up around. They all that do time, at some but, point. Um, yeah. Also, John Carpenter as Ghost to Mars. Somehow this was shot on actual film stock. You wouldn't know it because there's just so much fucking CGI garbage all over the place. Like 
in in shot. The only the only scenes that I think look pretty nice are on like the Clark Kent uh, Clark Kent's farm. Like the, the I mean, there, that there's end. moments. Yeah, they there, there's moments in this movie that like the, the you know like the, the, that that there's like the the fact that there is like it has act like there's moments when style and stuff when it bleeds through when things kind of come together but they're just fleeting. Um, but I wanted to get to so we have um all of these flashbacks to to Superman growing up. And his 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 Pa Kent in this, played by Kevin Costner, is this just this? Well, I mean, we got this whole thing with father figures, yeah. these divine moral authority father figures that you got to obey. We've we've got um, we've got Kevin Costner, and we've we've got um, Russell Crowe, um, you know, Space Dad and America Dad, and American um, Dad. <laughs> you could yeah. almost say that you're two, your your secular gods, your your father figures. Your also, can I just say um, I. Maybe I just hadn't seen Kevin Costner in a movie for a long time, but I like completely forgot what he looked like to the extent when I, I saw his name in the credits, I was like, Kevin Costner was in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was doing a lot around this time. No. And I don't he know. doesn't do a lot in this movie. He chastises no. his son, Henry Cavill, who's wearing a uh, comically terrible looking emo kid wig to make him look like an angsty teenager. Which is so funny. They just stuck a terrible wig on like a 34. Oh, yeah, that's that's when he's supposed to be like 17. It's, it looks so uh, hysterical. Uh, that that was that actually got a big laugh out of me. Um and then Kevin Costner gets sucked into No, the way they shoot it, he he doesn't just get sucked into a tornado. That would be too cool. A like CGI car goes past the camera and it he's gone with the car. Oh yeah, he <laughs> you would hear him screaming and going, ah, no, no, no. He just he 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 looks on knowingly and sagely. Like, the car goes by. He's gone. He <laughs> occludes. He doesn't yeah. die. He's like Jesus. You know, you, the tornado. You, you open, after three days, you open the tornado and he's gone. Yeah. Um, but he's the whole thing with him is so weird to me because he's. You'd think the whole thing with Superman is like okay, he's got this great power, but he was raised by like farming folk down in the 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 New Deal farmlands during the like progressive farmer labor era and it, it, it made him humble and understand these important kind of liberal New Deal liberal values and everything but no this in this case it's like all his dad is telling him is like one you you you've got to not do good things but because I mean that's one of the con- contradictions they're trying to set up to offset his power and to test the Superman yeah. morality is like well, You've got your power, but your power scares people. It could be dangerous, and you've got to and you've got to not reveal yourself. And that's why he's got to let his dad die instead of save him. Yeah. Um. And but but at the same time, it's it's like he's also telling him like God sent you here to change the world. You're going to change the world. You're going to be so important. It's like he's growing up with this like with his regular humble farm dad giving him the same messianic shit that he gets from from Russell Crowe. Now, if there was a, a, a difference, if it was just like his dad raised him to just be an, a guy who has incredible abilities, but just an ordinary, humble guy, and then he got the Messiah trip from Russell Crowe and there was like a conflict yeah. there, that'd be way more interesting, but he gets it from both barrels. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it makes Jonathan Ken out to be feeding his son two completely different things, like contradicting himself, basically, which... Yeah, that's it, it's the nonlinear story structure doesn't help matters 
either it, like it undercuts the relationship yes. with his family, the emotional beats. Since since everything happens out of order, you can't put the emotional investment together. You can't put the sense of everything quite together. Yeah, I think this this movie would be a lot more stronger narratively or even just pacing wise if that if first just half was like li- like told similar to like how it was in the Richard Donner movie. Yeah, he crashes, he crashes in Smallville and he grows up and learns all these lessons. His dad dies and then he he goes off and then you know he's grieving for his father's death and he becomes a wandering hobo and then he finds his space dad and finds yeah, it like it's he just I, I don't love it, but it works at least it works a little yeah. more as intended if it's told in order. Yeah. Um, he, which makes he, me wonder if that was like a later a later choice because they thought, oh the first half of this movie's too boring and we need to it, but I don't, it, I don't the know. movie starts with the explosion of a planet. Well, you know, film like, like, I, I just like things. Movies do not need to be these endless smorgasbords of like, and I, I mean this for especially like CGI because that should just makes my eyes go glassy. Y- you need to have some breathing room, like. And, yeah. and and it also doesn't help that this movie's tone is just so dour. Like it's de- Superman is brooding. He is a depressed, semi-autistic superhero. Which I, I for a moment when they did treat uh, young Clark's uh, superpowers similar to like uh, how an autistic child would react to like ovary yeah sensory like, that's overload. A very cool concept. But I wouldn't trust Zack Snyder with that concept uh, as much as I would trust him to throw me, um, <laughs> so to say. So obviously he fumbles it. Um, and yeah. yeah, even. Well, actually, visually, I think visually the way they depict like his x-ray vision is like going haywire and he's seen people hearts and stuff. I, I, I think it's, it's a it's a good sequence. Cool, actually, I don't cool think that's concept, on Snyder. That could be more on the on the that's more on the script level. It's, it's a cool um, concept. But once again, like cool concepts or things that are cool on paper that just become a lot less cool when they're done in complete CG. Yeah. Like, as opposed to just, I, w- I was thinking about, um, cause I, I re-listened to our episodes in order to give myself pointers on how to deliver my s- side of the spiel. But I was, I was thinking about like, how cool Red Skull would have looked if he had more of the appearance of like Frank in Hellraiser, like an actual like bloodied sinewy skull yeah. as, you know, instead of like s- smooth. And I know they, they use like a past, mask. practical mask, but like it just, if it really indulged in like the gory details and same with the stuff on Krypton, like the Giger aesthetic is so potent because it has that texture to it that you get like a material sense out of it. And it just completely does not translate into CJ. And I mean like that, that level of horror would be, it might be a little out of place in Captain America. Wouldn't be out of place in this movie. Like we've got, like I said, um, so, so Amy Adams, Lois Lane follows Superman when he finds the crashed old ancient Kryptonian, ancient alien ship that becomes his fortress solitude. And she follows him in there, 
and she gets wounded by some there's kind like of an AI. defense drone. Yeah, there's like an AI. There's like a little robot, and it it looks like the top of it. It they show one of them on Krypton because Russell Crowe's talking to his wife through one of them, and it looks like those those beds of pins that you push your hand. Into when it leaves, like the imprint. You know what I'm talking about? You get them at like sharp, yeah, oh, yeah, sharp yeah. image. Uh, it's like that. And it like stabs her for some reason because it thinks she's trying to and, break in. And oh, this, because this is, it's such a weirdly horrifying sequence because Superman, like he approaches her and she's cut across her belly and he uses his laser eyes to cauterize the wound and she screams in horrifying pain. Yeah. It just hard cuts to the next it's, scene mid scream. That's it's really charming. That's their meat cute, people. That's that's how the two like romantic like leads of your movie meet. He it also kind of it reminded me of the uh, the part in uh, part five of JoJo where Giorno's trying to heal Mista, and Naranji <laughs> is look at, looking on. He thinks he's like giving him a blowjob, <laughs> but it, but it's like but instead it's like it was because uh, the healing process uh from gold experience was awfully painful <laughs> so it it's like this but actually horrifying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that cut too and then, was just like why why oh and then yeah like krypton's this giga-esque dystopia like it really does look like um the the derelict from alien even when the kryptonians arrive on earth they've got their like spacesuits on and the spacesuits look like the space jockey suit yeah, it, it, I'm just getting um, some Prometheus um, vibes a little bit too. Yeah, but even like when they're like when there's a, the, another interminable exposition sequence and Zod's explaining how they they got out of the Phantom Zone when Krypton finally blew up and they went looking for signs of Kryptonian life and all their space outposts had decayed and died and they like find like a screaming desiccated skeleton in a suit. Yeah, in one of those flashbacks, it's like there's a weird horror thread running through this movie, which. I wouldn't be opposed to if it, you know, if the movie just worked better in every other respect. Um, like I said, like I said, this movie is confounding and it's hard to talk about even for our already kind of um, uh, sort of uh, tangent prone uh, approach to these sort of things because it it is so all over the place, both structurally and thematically. Um like what is so 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 we we set up like okay so so um uh, superman has encoded in his dna like yeah. all the dna that could like bring back the kryptonian race but so that's and, yeah at least in the beginning it's treated like visually the way sort of it it's like there's some vis the visual storytelling would lead us to believe oh, we, that we open this, on this his skull, birth and it's yeah. like a and it, and it's like a hard and it's like a brutal like hard difficult birth which is appropriate actually I guess for the narrative but it's also still like a weird way to open your Superman movie yeah I mean especially with traumatic like, birth I I can't stress enough how much of a night and day this movie is to Richard Donner Superman like the complete they couldn't be more different polar opposite like I much prefer the new age hippie glass crystal look of Krypton in the uh, Donner Superman movie because I'm I'm a I'm a simple gal and I like simple things like like I, crystals. I also find like I, I do find it 
weirdly, I do find that version of Krypton weirdly austere, although that's also like Krypton is, is from the, from the little bits and pieces I've seen, that's often how Krypton looks in the comics and stuff. Um, but it's like, it's visually striking in its sparseness. Yeah. Whereas everything in this movie, even though I like some of the art design, everything in this movie is very busy. Yeah. And they, you know, the camera work and stuff and the color grading kind of add to the, but it's, it's a common trend like the last 15 years of you know, the Transformers designs. They're so busy yeah. that they lose a kind of like any sort of strikingness or clarity. Everything's just kind of visual. It's not, they're not that bad, but everything's just kind of visual noise. Yeah. It's like um, just, Things thrown at the screen. Yeah, but everything's just like too many, de- like too much movement, too many details, and then you add the monotonous color grading to that, and it, you're just your eye again. Your eyes can't fix on anything. Nothing has like a clear uh, a silhouette. Nothing stands. Very, not enough things like stand out yeah. in the frame. Nothing feels um, organic. Nothing feels grounded. Nothing feels t- like material or. Yeah, there's no tactility yeah. either, but there's no like like you you know like a good like a like a like a good like like I noticed that with a lot of monsters and like horror and sci-fi games last 10 years and movies too like they're just kind of like all like they've got all these details and little rivets and dibbles yeah. in their flash but you can't like if you wanted to draw one later you have no sense of yeah, what it looks like and not in like an exciting ambiguous way but just in a, everything's too busy and nothing stands out from anything else way yeah it it like it really overindulges in the fact that we're now living in the age where we can m- make a man look like he's flying it doesn't look like a saturday night live skit which is kind of which is what uh do you know the richard donner superman won like a Oscar for achievement in visual effects, which I, I I had to I got a little chuckle out of me after I read that after seeing the movie because the the effects look adorable. <laughs> I mean, look, it was it was 1976. Star Wars hadn't come out yet. Like, I think it was no, a different it had, time. <laughs> or it was I think it was no it was 76, wasn't it? No, or was Star it Wars is 77. Eight. I think Superman Star Wars is 78. So or was that Superman two was 78? Well, then, then again, we can't watch what the original releases of Star Wars looked like because George Lucas. You can. There's, there's ways. Uh, well, you know. he didn't make it easy, and unfortunately, I, I have the director's cut version. Boo. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Seventy eight. Sorry. Yeah. So it's there's, but there's, there's a charm to that. Even, even though it didn't age very well, those effects, like it, I can look at them. I can look at them and my my eyes don't want to wander every which way. I don't want to like close my eyes, shut my ears, turn away because uh, God, the like the the forty five literally it's like forty five minute fight sequence uh, that takes up the the chunk yeah. like the climactic chunk of this movie. It is just like Smallville goes on for fucking ever. And they they destroy that whole fucking city, and and that, that's the thing. Like, yeah, Super, Superman's supposed to be this hero, and he's just not even thinking twice about throwing guys through gas stations and IHOPs and, like and Sears. And there, there's the, there's a perfunctory U-Hauls. stay inside. He he tells people to stay inside, and then he like throws these guys into the buildings that people are hiding in. Like it's like 
And I, I get like, I feel like with this movie, it's like, oh, Superman's like a dork. He's gay. And, <laughs> oh, we're going to make him cool. Uh, it's like, if, I bet if you ask Zack Snyder his favorite Superman story, it's The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he doesn't. I mean, I don't. Which is a bad yeah, story. I, I didn't bother to look up anything regarding like whether Zack Snyder had any personal attachment or interest in Superman. He he is a comic book guy. Um did does does seem like he he genuinely likes comic books and I I can see like the influence of them like in especially thinking of yeah. like the like the opening of his well, Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, 300 and uh, 300 and Watchmen both do the whole, like, we just used panels from the book for storyboards thing. Yeah, and, um, and, and we're shitting on Zack Snyder a lot, which is, like, duh. Again, but, I have nothing but, against him as a, as a guy, yeah. genuinely. Like, not like, not, not like some of these other people will talk like, about, like, you know, Joss Whedon, where it's, like, just kind of a repulsive figure. Like, yeah, he, he's not, he, he hasn't been me too he hasn't been canceled yet, you know, we're not, we're not going after him for personal reasons. Hell, like, I, I haven't seen the Dawn of the Dead remake in a hot minute, but it's... I remember liking that yeah, one. That was a long time ago. Like, it's, it, it, it does have, it does... It it means something when you make a remake of a movie that is regarded as like maybe not as good, but like you know a decent, quite a good attempt well, no, at a yeah, remake people, people to a like, like very in very well regarded like and important I think movie. People like it because it is just people hide in a mall from zombies, and it's a totally different movie. So there's no sense that it's like an affront to the original because it's so different. Yeah. Um, um, but like this, like Zack Snyder was not the right person to do. I should clarify Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan are not the right people for Superman because this is also, no, this is I, also I just as so. much Christopher Nolan's fault and David S. Goyer's as it is Zack Snyder's. I, if not this, this might, Nolan might have even more blood on his hands because he he was the one who like the, the Dark Knight, yeah, you know, and WB. No, his 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 fingerprints are all over this this movie too. Like again, they're doing that whole oh we're gonna test Superman's morality, but it's like it, the Dark Knight it works because um, Batman is a more ambiguous figure. The the movie's a little more ambiguous, and the Joker is like. As a as a villain, like him creating trolley problems for Batman makes sense. Yeah. Like that that makes sense for the Joker to do. This movie has to contrive trolley problems for Superman. Like uh you have to just watch your dad get eaten by a tornado. Um G- general you you you've 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 got General Zod in a headlock. Oh no, he's shooting his laser eyes very slowly at some people. Now they've got to snap his neck. And yeah. they never establish in this movie, they never establish that Superman won't kill. Yes, they never do. There's they never, never they never set that up. No. There's never so a line like, like there's never a like all we know is that like if the closest it comes to sort of disclosing that is that scene where Superman's working as a bartender and Quite like uh, Ed Norton Hulk, he also does not like sexual harassment. So he tells us, tries to tell this guy to like stop hassling one of the waitresses and the the 
guy's drunk, so he throws uh, his thing of whiskey on him, and the girl's gonna be like, "Stop!" Like you know, just, like and get yeah, well, like Superman could like crush that guy's head like a grape. <laughs> so oh, easily, and that's they, well, they do the thing with this movie a few times. Which, which was the thing I wanted them to do with the Hulk movie. This would have been a much better, like, like, this is, I wrote that too. Like, that structure of being, like, the the hobo going from place to place. That's, the, that's your Hulk movie. This Yeah, this did, like, this, like, elements of this work better for Hulk Absolutely. movies. It's like, they're doing this thing where it's like, the, he's on, like, somebody does something terrible and they bully him as a kid or they piss him off. And it's like, oh, he's got to restrain himself or he might blow them up with his laser eyes or throw yeah. them into the sun. And it's like they're trying to make him a little scary. Like, oh, he's so powerful. He could he could kill somebody so easily and no one could stop him. He's a god. There's this supposed to be his tension. But it's like, well, well, no, he's Superman. I know he's not going to do that. And I, I get they're trying to, like, I, I do think they're trying to set up, like, oh, he has to learn to have his power responsibly, blah, 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 blah. But it's like that, like, and it's like, you know, like that trucker you're talking about, associate, and then he goes outside, he finds his truck's been, like, <laughs> it's, been, it's been, blow, like, which, turned into one of those, like, things on the shore of uh germany during d-day yeah yeah um and it's and, and it's such and, and it's like a weird again like a weird choice for superman because they're trying to make him like like scary and oh he what if he snaps and it's the guy wears red underpants although not in this movie yeah. like we we can't and it's like yeah like that would have been awesome for the hulk to have that like slight horror tension yes. like oh no what if the monster comes out what if the what if what if he loses control um Zack Snyder should have just made Hulk. He, he would have been a better. He would, he for would a Hulk have been movie. much better all suited the for Hulk. Like, yeah. Like based based on this, like this works. And and maybe Edward Norton would have been better suited to that Hulk movie. Yeah, honestly. Um. Um. Did we we gotta but we we gotta talk about nine eleven again? Yeah, they they contrive these <laughs> these trolley problems, yeah. and and then it's like yeah, and then he he oh he kills Zod, and it's like Zod was gonna destroy the whole planet. So what if you kill him? Why is that that like I get you don't want to kill guys, but especially absent a setup, why is that that big a deal? You you, you killed a guy who was gonna wipe out all life on Earth so because he what? was gonna do a million nine elevens, the whole planet. Yeah, so as so opposed why is to bad a to kill thousand him? nine nine why is, why is killing that him was done in collateral cause him damage? to scream? Why does killing him cause cause Superman to scream out in agony? Like he did everything <laughs> yeah. he could to be like the most justifiable death in history. Or, or, like he or he was he was he was aiming to easily outpace Hitler by like a whole extra like four zeros. Was it or or maybe it's supposed to be like he feels agony over as far as we know the first time he's killed but even then it's like that's not given enough of like a weight to it because that that also doesn't like jesus didn't kill people like that wasn't something jesus angsted over like what if i well that's the thing with the jesus metaphor that's a little weird yeah too, is like that's why it doesn't work either that they're also they're trying to be like superman's jesus but we're also we're gonna tempt him and like kind of almost break him like like it's like we're doing the Dark Knight. We're also doing the Last Temptation of the Christ. But well, here's the thing with with this, and I, I wanted you mentioned Watchmen a couple of times. I've talked a bit about yeah. the movies. I, this is something that kind of clicked for me. Um, w- if we take Watchmen as kind of one of the like ground zeros for like the gritty, realistic mm-hmm. superhero story, um, the thing about uh, Watchmen 
the thing that Watchmen is saying is not that superheroes are inherently bad, but that they're juvenile. They exist in the simplistic moral universe. Yeah. Um, if, if we take superheroes, like, I- including the like moral paragon part, yeah, like I think you can do the superhero in like the classical heroic sense where they have enormous power, but they aren't necessarily paragons of any kind of moral virtue. That's kind of thing. But um, uh, so so if you take superheroes into a real, a more realistic context, they cease to be superheroes. Yeah, they cease to be heroic. They become tools of the state, weird, violent fanatics. Uh, just uh, hapless. Even the best intentioned ones are just kind of haplessly beating up criminals and not accomplishing anything. Um. That is the point of Watchmen is that the the gritty realistic superhero story is no longer a superhero yeah. story. Um it's it's a self-defeating concept. So every subsequent gritty realistic superhero story um is trying to square the circle where we we want a gritty realistic superman because that's adult and sophisticated and blah blah blah. But he still needs to be Superman. At the end of the day, he still needs to be Superman. We still need to have a paragon. We have this whole thing where it's like, oh, we like the Dark Knight. We need to have our heroes and believe in our heroes. And they're they're socially important and aspirational, even if they're also morally compromised. It's like the, it's 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 self-contradictory. And and the Dark Knight barely manages to square the circle in, in some yeah. ways, kind of by fluke as a movie, as, as one movie. But it doesn't work with Superman. They can't square the circle. And you end up with a movie that's just kind of incoherent yeah um yeah and and i i would attribute a lot of that to like the reality element and that batman lends itself more readily to a reality based approach because he's not a guy with actual like superpowers he's a rich guy using technology well, like that's because you can make batman a bit of an anti-hero but yeah yeah so that, superman that too. superman's whole point is to be a paragon a and you can't boy scout himbo you can't you can't morally test him and you, well, that's like you can't have a realistic superman and have him still be superman yeah right the realistic superman is dr manhattan yeah that's yeah that's and, and he ends up just like barely caring about humanity which he would as they oh my god if yeah you follow the realistic gritty superman to its logical conclusion he's not superman anymore yeah the thing, which means you can't do the it. thing with the superman which is, means this movie has to has to set up super contrived like laughably contrived trolley problems and pretrex and contrivances to try and have its cake and eat it too and it can't and it doesn't work like superman's just thematically whole- like he's completely ambivalent over humanity. He there the the takeaway he's basically getting is a lot of people are assholes, but you should save them anyway because hope. Yeah, they're yeah, the, the people are with rare exception stupid and ignorant and there's there's a lot of that like and this is where I think people get the objectivist reading um but it also runs through more yeah. liberalism which is like oh the 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 extraordinary and exceptional few are are um are 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 misunderstood and held down by 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 the mediocre ignorant masses and and the uncaring bureaucratic society like that's that's the kryptonian dystopia is the one where the individual cannot excel or be recognized yeah. um beyond uh institutionalized mediocrity and the whole idea is like superman is supposed to inspire us all to to avoid krypton's fate and to constantly strive for for more and better and and excellence but then at the same time it's like oh and he's and he's got to kill people and be be kind of 
emotionally tortured and it's again it doesn't work it's it's self like the whole point of Watchmen is that the gritty realistic superhero ceases to be a superhero now if you're if you want to do a superhero movie wherein your superhero character is not actually super or heroic yeah that's fine but these movies being what they are being who they're for being all the money they need to make they can't do that they can't they can't commit to following that thread to its logical conclusion so they have to cheat and half-ass it and find a way to wrap back around to to be Superman without being Superman. So at that point, why not just commit to the bit and make a Superman movie like Richard Donner did? Yeah, like <laughs> you know? it's I I'm not joking when I say that the a big problem with this movie is the lack of Art Deco production design. Like that sort of I mean, not in a literal sense, but like based on sort of the things I've seen of other Superman adaptations, that world has a very Art Deco look to well, it. Like that vintage of, metropolitan. Of the New Deal. Yeah. And that's yeah. like Superman is also very much a product of the golden age of comic books. He's very much a product of his time. Like he's emblematic of a that age of the comic book. Yeah. He like I I think the smart approach to Superman would like the smart like the smart approach with the first Captain America movie was having it be a period piece. Um, you know what that would, but yeah, that, like but that would the that, then we wouldn't be able to have a thousand nine elevens. No, no, they blow up so many goddamn buildings so in this movie. I had. I did a little more research. You'd be surprised about how many people have written. Master's theses and doctoral dissertations on the role of 9-11 in the contemporary superhero movie. Uh, there were just, there were too many I don't of think those I'd for be me to read. Surprised. There were too many of those for me to read, but it is, to, to, to my understanding, this is a, this is a thing that is being discussed in academic circles who are at least um, interested in looking at the either comic books in general or just comic book movies is that 9-11 has a clear and definitive figure like uh there there was one one person who argued like it came really in three stages after 9-11 there was a, like the f- first couple years after 9-11 where it was just so raw that you couldn't even allude to what had happened the removal of like the world trade center in the final cut of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie, um, maybe up until probably Batman Begins, I would argue. Like there was just yeah, like, like they were still trying to do like the ninety kind of the nineties. Yeah, that you're still getting like the Charlie that like the Charlie's Angels movie sequels and and stuff. They're still they're still putting you know like Matrix slow mo pre uh, pre nine pre nine eleven goofy action schlock. and then like except yeah. like. The born identity, I think, was the the kind of start of the verisimilitudinous, shaky handheld action movie. But it also stayed far away from blowing up buildings. It was just yeah, foot chases and, then, and stuff. And then come like Batman Begins, which I still haven't seen. But Batman Begins kind of was the at, at least a lot of people agree it was sort of the first attempt towards uh, like consciously incorporating like 
aspects and concerns that had to do with the war on terror and terrorism and 9-11. Obviously, yes, like definitely. I think the, the final, I think the climax of that movie is, uh, is it Liam Neeson? Um, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam, Liam Neeson is basically going to nuke Gotham yeah. because it's become unsavably degenerated. Which, um, yeah, so, you guys know what they're talking about there, clearly. Um, and then come literally this movie in Avengers, you're now like reenact. Well, this, this movie way more so because it goes out of its way to like create explicit visual allusions to like actual 9-11 like on the oh, ground footage. very explicit um, like straight up like buildings where's, where's like buildings pancake and clouds of dust people, roll people down the street running people are buried there's in the, rubble there's the lady there's like the the secretary lady who works for morpheus uh yeah she's like stuck in the rubble and they gotta like bring out a shovel and she's like bleeding and there's just Oh yeah, it's extremely it's, like 9-11 oh God, and like, its immediate aftermath. It, like really It was like something out of threads. And I, I say that's like that's their realism <laughs> and verisimilitude and we're adult and you know, and again, like it's it's we're talking about like if all these superheroes kinda because whether or not you're playing them totally straight or trying to test or subvert them or have it both ways, um they in, in representing both moral virtues whether you're trying to celebrate them or critique them or oh, and and in having just extraordinary power in a world of people that can't really touch them or rival them they are it, it, to in degrees conscious subconscious they are all synonymous with the united states of america yeah. in some way in some like almost literal sense superman especially you know like you said uh, the american way right um so if you're going to talk about america and its values and its power and how its power should be used responsibly um, and and how exceptional it is, then you've got to look at 9-11 yeah. and the war on terror. Yeah, because um, 9-11 changed everything. It was a history-defining moment that like completely traumatized the American consciousness into a bloodthirsty war that we're still, you know, reaping uh blood from in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, which is like darkly funny because if you look at what is the things that have happened to all basically every other country, eat like um, Japan nuked, uh, Russia and the former Soviet bloc lost 25% of their population in World War II, uh, China lost millions and millions and millions of people in the 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 Japanese invasion, the, the civil wars, um, and and then the 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 pangs of industrialization uh all of africa and uh, uh southeast asia yeah. colonization the post-colonial wars uh europe the the, the first and second world wars shit even, going on even, down in south even great america Britain, yeah had had the blitz like shit, like there was um, a like that quote uh you said there was a world war three it was done in the global south yeah, yeah, and, and the nazis won we were the yeah. Nazis, <laughs> and the the only the only country that's maybe had it easier, uh, it's like Sweden and Canada, because I mean even Norway and Denmark are it's, it's like Sweden and Canada, it's yeah. New Zealand and Australia. It's like that's it. <laughs> I mean, you guys you guys had the uh, the the van attacks going for a little while, out, out the incel yeah. van that that scared people. That's that's yeah, we, me we, for a while we get actually. Those. 
uh, once in a while. Um, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had, yeah. we've had our serial killers and our mass shooters, but I mean, like on the scale of horrible things that have happened to countries, especially col- like colossal world bestriding powers, 9-11 was like 4,000 people in a couple of buildings. Yeah. Like, like it's, and we're not saying like, don't. And I'm not saying that to be like. That's just a fact. Uh, flippant. But it's like the 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 reaction, the the militarism, the the bloodlust, the xenophobia, um, the 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 raking across the American psyche is out of proportion to what happened, really. But it also it's I think in a way it had to be because it's like like a real catastrophe, like suffering through World War II, the way like the Russians did, yeah, or the Germans or, or really anybody almost uh, in Eurasia might put into perspective what war and militarism and fascism do to you. Yeah. And 9-11 being something that's like scary and horrible that you saw on TV that happened to your country, but not you or anyone you know. It's like something you can get all worked up and angry about, but without having to confront what the horror of that violence really is, much less what the consequences will be to like, you know, the people of Afghanistan and Iraq and Libya, much less like the, the other smaller dirty wars that have kind of passed unnoticed. Um, but, uh, but I, but I, I digress like this movie, it's um, they have these big world engine terraforming machines. And it just smashes yeah. buildings to pieces. It it's, is kind of cool what it how it works where it's like everything around it like lifts up in anti-gravity. Oh, it would be cool if, again if it wasn't like um, all completely CG like Yeah. Like not to say with Okay, well when I complain about CG, it is also with like the little asterisk about uh concerning like yes, I will objectively say like CG can look like the the CG like effect of Superman flying in this movie, for example, it looks miles better than the Richard Donner movie. Yeah. But that's I, I that's like, a difference like of like, like forty years. Pushing the sound barrier cone they give him, like that's kind of a nice touch. Like I thought visually, yeah, like that. But again, it also has to do with just sometimes you're just throwing too much at the screen. It's sensory again, yeah, overload. It's- um, especially Which, without again, things a time, that you- a time and place for, yeah. but not a superhero action film where you want like comic book panels give you like that clarity of action yeah. when they're well executed, and I feel like that's generally what you should aim for with this sort of thing. You don't get it; it's it, it's a little disorienting to watch. Yeah, it's, I mean the um, like, and by the time we get to this fucking destruction of Metropolis, it's it's just it's gone on for so long at this point that I I literally had to. Pause the movie, get up, and take a couple Advil. Oh, it's it's numbing, and it's like, like I mean, we've talked, like I, we we mentioned uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yes, Th- that's a movie that's like an assault on the senses and overwhelming in a way that's I think effective and suits the subject matter because it's less than seventy. And it's minutes. also like, yeah, it's also yeah, it's also less than seventy minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, this movie is like. Yeah, like I said, it's interminable and, and 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 it suffers from even though like it's 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 got more it's more impactful and I would say the special effects generally more convincing. Yeah, convincing is what I mean. Uh, a, a Marvel movie, 
Um, but it's, and convincing doesn't necessarily mean look real, but like, doesn't take you out of the film. Like something can be blatantly artificial, but if it's stylized in a, in a way, it, it's more. Encouraging. I don't know. Michael Shannon's CGI suit looked pretty bad. The, not always, but I mean, compared to most Marvel movies, like it's, I think has more convincing than those generally. Um, uh, but it's, but it still, it suffers from that problem of just like guys who can't get hurt throwing yeah. each other into buildings. It doesn't matter how fast it happens or how big things blow up or how, how much the buildings crumble and fall apart. You know, it's no one's bleeding. No one's, CGI guys. Yeah. No one's got bouncing it. around and nothing, and it, not, none of it feels like it has any consequence. Cause you there's, it's all of it. Like all of the greatest superhero fights, the Avengers, this, Batman v Superman, all the guys being thrown into buildings and shooting lightning. None of it is one tenth as compelling or impactful as the 10 minute fight scene in yeah. They Live, which is just Roddy Piper and Keith David brawling in an alleyway in Los, in a nondescript yeah. alleyway in Los Angeles. And at, at one point, it seems like they've kind of just like given up, right? They just, they're like stopping at one yeah, point. And they're like, ah. They get wounded and they get winded and they get more and more exhausted as it goes like on. That's, yeah. And it's, and again, it's, it's not just, it's tactile because it's all like real stunts and, and stuff, but it's like, it's like you feel like somebody's getting hurt. None of this stuff ever feels like anybody's getting hurt. Here, here's, um, here's a sick idea. Cause this is, this, this goes, what we, a way we can freshen up the, the comic book, movie uh uh genre is i i personally would like to see a, a nice dose of body horror wouldn't it be cool if like during one of those like superhero fights like a super like some guy got like thrown into a building like it's a big impact and he 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 gets up and his like head is like has twisted around like backwards and he has to like turn his whole like head around or something like he like physically oh you like, just like hear it like, to, like crack break his bones that would be so sick oh see yeah that would be awesome that would be awesome like, even, but no we just... can't have cool things like that we we need to have stupid giant monster michael shannon in a bad undercut get thrown into sears building which he is not the corporate great also this. the corporate advertising this movie is like oh yeah there's some pretty blatant placement i hop sears 7-eleven 7-eleven uh, united states military <laughs> united states military it's yeah it's like pathetic we get that we get those a10 warthogs coming in strafing the the kryptonian bad guys to diminished effect um, and a lot of F-35s, which again, one thing I think is really funny where like every movie where an F-35 appears, it like gets owned and destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though the department of defense is paying for them to appear. Actually, you know what? I'll say there, like I said, I do think stuff in this movie manages to be more impactful than most of what's in most Marvel movies. Um, again, low bar, but, um, credit where it's due. When the one bad guy jumps up onto the A-10 Warthog, uh, th those are those those planes that like ground strafe with the big miniguns during yeah. the Smallville fight. And he rips the guy out of the cockpit. And I swear to God, there's like a nasty blood spray when he does it. Uh, I thought that was kind of Okay, sick. I didn't, that, I didn't that was, see anything. That was, it's, it's a blink and you miss it. But I thought that was, that was not yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, 
Um, it's also just hard to discern vi- visually certain things. Well, yeah, it's all the same track. shade of gray. Yeah, the the stuff that's cool in the the stuff that is, I think, cool or kind of cool in this movie is so buried in v- visual noise and shitty color grading and horrible, tedious exp- yeah. exposition that it's like you start to zone out and you start your attention starts to slip and then you miss it if something cool happens. Yeah, please. And this is note to all fil- filmmakers working in the industry right now. If you're if you're listening, please bring back. Which I'm sure they are. Which I'm sure you're not. Uh, please bring back soft focus. Like I, Richard Donner Superman has an excessive, almost like unforgivable amount of soft focus. But I personally like the look of soft focus, and it looks more like an actual movie. Than just CG shit all over the place. Yeah, I, I it's more atmospheric to me. Like I can pay me, attention. Though. Like I I was paying attention and enjoying Richard Donner's Superman. I got exhausted watching Man of Steel. Like there, I, I mean, it is. It's a I like, tiring movie to watch. I, I realized like, uh, that. Like I think I think I'm gonna have to do this with any movie that that ends up being a slog like in order to keep my focus or attention on it i'm gonna have to start like live tweeting my reactions to it like there's there's like i started with a big smile on my face and like think it was just just after the smallville destruction i like snapped a selfie of myself and i look haggard (laughs) like it's it's like i was just like is it over yet is it over yet? I pause movie. I still have an hour left. I'm like, fuck. No, this this, this movie feels six hours long. Um, it's uh, and I mean we're because I've I've never seen Batman v Superman all the way to the end. That's I gonna felt be that way, so like, halfway through it, and I <laughs> checked out. That's also what happened to me with Captain America: Civil War. Um, halfway through it, and I just for different reasons. Again, these these movies are. And, uh, at least though we get like later on, DC tries to copy Marvel more directly. But um, these movies are like they're they're the exact opposite set of problems from Marvel movies. Yeah, it's like Zack Snyder. It's was like, like- if, it's like if you put these movies, it's like it's like the reverse process of distillation. Yeah, where it's like you took like it's like if you took like Batman Returns and ran it through a thing that like filtered out that like reverse engineered it to all of uh, into like flaws and problems. It's like Marvel movies come out. One and go into one flask, and and DC Warner Brothers movies go into the other. Come out of one meat grinder. Batman Returns is like the synthesis of like what makes these movies like what makes these yeah, movies it has work. A, it's it like has if a you, right if you, balance. If you I'd put uh, uh, Avengers and and Man of Steel or Dark Knight or something into a machine that synthesized their best elements and the best elements of what a superhero movie can be. Uh, 1992's uh, Batman Returns uh, comes out. Wait, what? Event. What elements does does Man of Steel share with? A, a well, I mean, well, more just a DC movie. Warner Brothers thing where it's like, you know, because I mean, like Batman Returns is like dark. It's not like dark in a really realistic way. It's dark in the Tim it's Burton dark in way. Tim Burton yeah. way. But it's like the ba- Batman and Batman Returns just like lights a guy on fire with the rocket engine from his Batmobile. Yeah, like he just straight up kills guys in that movie. Like it's got weird it's like a very horny movie um like it's not it's not all chaste and 
uh, uh, it doesn't have all the edges sanded off and all the humanity sanded out like a Marvel movie does. And it's like got a dark, like it's literally just like dark in terms of the colors. There's a lot of black and stuff, but it's like, it's not washed out and gray. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's vivid and, and, and has sets and, uh, you know, it's got a sense of humor and it's, 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 it's campy and, and strange and has like art direction and a lot of style. Yes. I, don't, I think that movie's great. I think Batman Returns is awesome. Uh, Clearly the, the superior of the DC property, or at least oh, the yeah, most, of, li- of- Batman is arguably the most lucrative of the DC properties. Like, oh, oh, the, easily, the yeah. hits. It has more hits than it does misses. Like this new Batman movie with Rob Pattinson that's out now. It's like in the t- already in the top two hundred narrative features on Letterboxd. I have no I, interest I like in just, seeing it, but it's like it seems like every time a new Batman movie comes out, it is treated with almost the same expectation of like The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Since 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 Dark Knight, Batman is a prestige, yeah, uh, franchise, which is so fucking weird. More like, people have won. Like people, Oscars people play Batman Joker. villains to win Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah, like, playing the Joker is now like occupying the same space as like you know playing someone who's like like doing the Oscar role where you're like mentally disabled. Like that, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a uh, historical figure, mentally disabled. Or the Joker. Uh, uh, the Joker or a woman who, or an attractive leading woman who makes herself ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the four Oscar categories. Which means if, if Margot Ro- Robbie wants an Oscar, she has to make Harley Quinn uh, not hot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think she gives. She's been nominated twice, I think. Huh? She, I, I, I'm not saying she's actually do that. I'd be stupid, but she's. I think she's got one or two nominations at this I, point. I think I. I think the Oscars are this Sunday. I needless to say, I don't care. I'm not tuning in because I, they, they're they're throwing up that like uh, audience votes award, which was literally just a reason they can give uh, the Spider Man No Way Home movie an award because nerds were mad online. I just, I I yeah. I occasionally watch stuff like that, care. but it's only to like gawk at the degenerate self indulgence of the film industry. Although the yeah. same way, like I actually love watching the video game awards because they're like they're they're everything wrong with like the Oscars and stuff, but like they're so low brow and have so little respect for their audience that it's just like there's a giant there's a guy dressed as a muscly Gillette razor <laughs> trying to make you eat their videos the whole time. <laughs> Um, like just, just, just really culture at it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 so, but will, it's, it's very much like an ironic, I will say I regret going to sleep, um, early on the 2016 Oscars because I ended up missing when, uh, the, the psych out where they, they accidentally gave the best picture or they announced uh, La La Land. It was really oh, I, like, I missed it because I was so convinced La La Land was going to win that I was like, I, I, I'm that, that just going to go to that bed. That was really funny to watch the La La Land people. I all can't believe I missed that. Sad. Um, it amazes me that people care about winning Academy Awards. Like, I guess when you're that close to the industry, you probably absorb the ideology and the culture and the and the thing. But like, it yeah. seems like at this point, like you you, you know that it's like all rigged and so. Well, like, it's also I think it's care? the oldest. 
Um, it's, it's certainly, it's treated as the most glamorous, like, you know, oh, yeah. the, the, the be all end all of like the awards, like when people, when you're like a little girl and you're pretending to give your acceptance speech, you're, you know, pretending to give your acceptance speech at the Oscars. Um, I, guess, I guess if you spent your whole life wanting to be an actor, you probably do think about that a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, I would, I, I used to have my moments when I was a child and I'd, I'd do that shit. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I've only seen a couple of the movies that have been nominated. I, I don't, I really don't care what goes on. Nothing. Titan isn't nominated. So I've been, and the final Ava film aren't nominated. So I don't care. Um, that's, <laughs> and that's that, that is the extent of my involvement with the Oscars. Um, let's, you know what? Let's fuck Superman. Let's stop talking about Superman. Let's talk about better movies. You could watch because all right, yeah. Let's let's move on to watch uh, watch something else. Please, um, any watch anything else, people. Well, not not anything. Like I'm I'm not giving our audience uh, uh, permission to go watch like the heading videos on live week. Don't do that. Um, I mean, that wouldn't be that much but, different. Yeah, from moving on <laughs> emotionally, emo- that's it's the uh, that was the that that was cut from Batman v Superman. Superman spent some time. Um, overseas doing uh, beheadings <laughs> with laser eyes. Superman, Superman gives up on humanity and he joins ISIS. <laughs> there, that's your dun, greedy, dun, realistic dun, Superman. He joins dun, ISIS. Dun, dun, dun. It's the ISIS flag. Lois Lois Lane gets captured and forcibly married to him. And, oh yeah, and I, uh, we kind of glossed over uh, Lois Lane a bit, like. I, I needless I, I to like say, Margot Kidder is the better. Like she can't yeah, spell. Well, her, her Lois is. <laughs> she is a personality like, beyond. Like I wrote a Pulitzer winning prize. I am a lady journalist, and this is yeah, yeah. Amy Adams is just like super professional woman, in this and Amy movie. Adams is a great a actress. Else to do? Oh, she's, she's great. She's yeah, a just, great actress. Not her, like, and I, I, I think she's suitable for this role. But like, she's. I can see her as Lois, yeah. but she just hey, Lois. <laughs> I can't. Hey Lois, I couldn't. I'm sorry, I couldn't <laughs> let the episode go past without throwing out one of those. Um, but like she, I mean, she has her her character trajectory is that she's like after Superman saves her in the Arctic because she was sent there to go cover the uh, U.S. government or someone. They've they've found one of those uh, Kryptonian space pods. In the Arctic, so they're they're uncovering it. Uh, so she's setting out to find out the about the man who saved her life very painfully by using his laser eyes on her open wound. Yeah, she 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 finds out who he is and decides not to expose who he Which, is for the greater like, good. Isn't isn't a bad use of a character that she is wants a to reporter? Fuck like that is what a reporter character. Like a reporter does, like, but it's just yeah. she doesn't. I mean, especially compared same? to like Mario Kidder, like it's it's really like I'm really weighing this movie against like the '78 Superman. Um, well, I, the thing with Margot Kidder, uh, Lois Lane, is she has personality. She's kind of she's like a, a sly. She's kind of sly and fun and like a modern woman. She's kind of cool, and she contrasts with Superman the. The big Boy Scout goof. Yeah, that's right. Their scenes together By, were the ones I enjoyed the most. Like, like I they have real. I love chemistry. Whenever uh, 
uh, Christopher Reeve would wear the uh, like Coke bottle glasses and be like pushing up and go like, oh shucks, I thought that was great. That was <laughs> that was adorable. And we don't get Clark Kent as a Daily Planet reporter until literally the last fucking scene of this movie. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things where the whole movie is set up to get to. The, the 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 status quo that you're familiar with. It's like, aha, now he works at the Daily Planet. Get it? Ain't that clever? Yeah. Um, Boo, this movie. Although I do appreciate them dispensing with, with that they, just Lois Lane just already knows he's Superman. That's fine by me. Um, yeah, that's at least conceptually. fine. Who cares? Um, but um, yeah, yeah. This is just she doesn't really get to be much of a person. She's just kind of a plot device, and then the idea of like the uber professional, accomplished woman, yeah, girl boss, yeah. Um. um so, so, and I, there's one thing I wanted to discuss yes. too that I I pop back into my head. Um. Oh, oh there's a little observation I I kept getting distracted from squeezing out, which is that when little Clark Kent is getting bullied by kids, he's clutching, and he's like twelve. He's clutching a copy of Plato's The Republic. Oh, yeah. Another very ham-fisted. Uh, well, it's again, it's it's a very, like, it, you know, marble statue head, avatar on Twitter, sued. <laughs> oh, the, like, I guess that's the idea of virtue they're operating from. Um, I, I've never read the... I, I, I know it by... I, neither have I. I was an English reader, stuff. so... No. I'm, yeah. I haven't gone that far back with my philosophy reading, but um, I, I noticed, so so Zod is, you know, he at one hand, he's like, he's trying to persuade Superman to join him, but he's also just like comically evil and like way into all the bloodshed he's going to do and how awesome it is. So there's none of that like, but then they also set him up. It's like everything I've done, I've done for my people and for Krypton. And it's like, that that would be more interesting and persuasive if it wasn't also, I just love killing. Yeah, it, it'd at the be same more time. persuasive if all of Krypton wasn't dead either. Yeah, well, it's just like he's going to terraform, he's going to uh, extract the codex from Superman and, and turn repopulate Earth into with Kryptonians. Make well, I think he's just going to make cloning pods and yeah, he's going to. Oh, yeah, gonna, that was like a shit. Because they all are made in cloning pods. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, right at the beginning, um, baby, baby grapevine. Uh, yeah, which I kind of, kind of like that. I thought that was kind of. Neat I, I like that, but um, not for this movie, not for Superman. Maybe I never. Yeah, like I said, the whole H.R. Giger Krypton. It's like kind of cool. Yeah, but also yeah, weird for Superman to be from like a yeah, alienating, it was, inhuman dystopia. It, it was suddenly the Matrix, um, which is the move. One of the movies I've I've several. Uh, watch something else recommendations one of them is is the matrix oh i just before we but, get to that i just want to get this point sure. sorry um so zod is like everything i did i did for the human race uh, i did for krypton so so sure i'm wiping out the human race but it's only to bring in my better race and save them and repopulate them and rebuild my home world and they're trying to like draw this like dichotomy between him and superman and superman picks earth and he kills zod to save the human race and he does violence for his people and his planet. And they kind of draw like a weird Zod is bad and a fascist, but also is Superman that different. There's like that weird, again, one of those yeah. things like gesturing. Yeah. They try to gesture to that quite work. Um, 
I, I, sorry, I just I, I I was meaning to get that out at some point. I wanted to get yeah. that in there before we moved on. So you're you're watching something else? Recommendations? Sorry. Yeah. Um, first is just The Matrix because I think it. Um, and you, and you know what? I'm I'm recommending all three Matrixes. I know a lot of people don't like uh, Reloaded or Revolutions. I think Revolutions is actually better than Reloaded, um, even though that's that's regarded as the the. Up, up until this new one, which I didn't like, but a lot of people are really, really diehard for Revolutions is considered usually to be like the worst of them. But uh, I'm, I'm recommending The Matrix based on the fact that it does. It is a much better, rather ham-fisted Jesus allegory. Um. Like it, it also has a lot of CG shit, but it is, it is still within that time frame where there are also like practical sets and like actual people standing in front of actual like things that were built for production and not just like mm. a green screen. There's props. There, there are pops and there are costumes and, and yeah, they're, they're not wearing CGI armor and I'm not like. Oh, and the much, but instead of watching like the 45 minute, like destruction of Smallville slash Metropolis, watch like uh, the, watch the uh, like climactic battle of, uh, God, what is the, what is the human settlement called in the matrix? The one in revolutions, Zion, Zion the defenses that is a much better fight scene. Um, even if, yeah. yeah. Um, my other recommendation is, and, and it was, it was actually, it's actually kind of was hard for me to figure out what to recommend based on this movie. Um, but I am also going to recommend Starman by John Carpenter, which is with uh, Jeff Bridges. He's, he's also an alien who comes to earth, but he takes the form of a widow's dead husband and he like they go on an adventure together because he has to like et phone home or some shit. I'm I'm familiar with it. I think I saw it once as a little kid. You would but like it. it remember there's a really it. cool uh, like a really cool scene in the beginning where uh, because Jeff Bridges like he's the alien is originally just shown as this like s- specter of light, and it um like she uh, I forget what the actress is I, not Nancy Allen. Um, but the, 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 the widow has kept like some of her husband's like hair. So the, the specter light uses like the hair, hair. yeah, hair and Alan. Uh, (laughs) and and so he, he starts transforming, like, see this like, um, animatronic baby on the floor and it starts growing into a man and it is all practical. It's, it's, it's like something out of the thing. Um, so that's, that's really good. It's also a very touching love story um at its core which is very very nice and kind of unusual for john carpenter even though it's it's you watch and you're like it has all the john carpenter elements there but it is also very something uh outside of his like ouvoir especially during the 80s which was his big horror phase um yeah and the other movie the, or the other groups of movie I'm going to recommend. Um, and the, these, these are going to be recommends with a high caution, like high, high caution in the sense of these are not good movies. 
they're incredibly interesting and they are enjoyable because they're made by a mad, uh, insane person. Uh, so yeah, watch any of Neil Breen's fucking movies because Neil ah, Breen, yeah. it basically just wants to be Superman space Jesus. Like in that, that is, he's got a messiah. Complex, he has a messiah like, complex up, yeah. and like every one of his movies, at least every one of his movies that I've seen him being like super alien, super Jesus, Superman is a pivotal plot point. <laughs> so don't, don't watch man of steel, watch pass through, watch double down, watch, uh, fateful findings, Watch oh even even watch the one where he's like an actual cyborg Jesus from the future and then he puts on a terrible gorilla mask and like hovers slash rubs over like a poor underpaid like porn star they got off Craigslist. Watch that instead. It's a lot. It's it's a shitty movie, but it's <laughs> it's it's frankly it's a better it's better than wasting like two hours on this move to three Although hours, this, four hours, however long Zach this, movie, said, really this is. movie is the same length as the Richard Donner movie. They're both like two over two and a half it does hours. Not, it does not feel that long. Yeah. Or I it, know. It, it feels doesn't. way longer. And the Richard Donner movie doesn't feel that. Long. Yeah. Um, but what are, what, what, what would you recommend people watch? And said pretty, pretty stumped on this one. Cause it's like, I mean, I think those, those, I mean, if you watch Superman two, watch the, Richard Donner cut of that okay. too, if you can. They're they're fine. They're charming. They're not like must watches. Um, I've been kind of stumped because I'm not really sure. So I guess with the with all the weird faux Geiger stuff, like watch Alien. I mean, I, I feel like most people have probably seen it, but I don't know. You you, you get surprised finding out what movies people have. <laughs> I seen. I still surprised with the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That'll that's that's that'll be on my rental. List. Yeah, that's shocking yeah. to me, right? But you, I, I like, have you, you some grow up like, spots. like my age, where it's like I didn't live in the '80s, but it's like all the '80s movies are on TV all the time. They're on tape. Yeah. They're just kind of around, and you watch them all. And like I, you know, like my family, they like genre fiction. Like Aliens was like a movie like I'd watch with my mom all the time. So it was like I forget. It's like oh, a lot of people just didn't watch these movies. It's, they're just classics with a certain types of people. Uh, so I mean, yeah, get Alien if you've never seen it. Go watch Alien. Alien rules. A- Alien, Alien is great. Is Alien great. has awesome production design and and atmosphere. And I was gonna say, like, thinking of the kind of dehumanizing dystopia that they make uh, Krypton out to be in this movie. Uh, THX one one three eight. Yeah. The, the namesake of the THX sound logo used to see in front of movies. Hold George Lucas's gonna... first film. Uh, Miguel, can you put the But I, I had heard of this movie in context of like the prehistory of Star Wars and stuff, but I didn't see it until very recently. Admittedly, I, I watched he George Lucas has a special edition of this movie too with a bunch of CGI. Yeah, bullshit in unfortunately, it that that's the version I watched, um, and I know if I had watched the original cut, I probably might have given it like a at least a four, maybe even a four point five. Um, I was that, really into it, see... and then the CG happened. Yeah, but I could I could see the original movie in between those. Elements. Yeah, I, w- I wish I could see and, more of it. No, because and I really liked it. I, I thought going in it'd be like, oh, it'll be kind of like a fun early seventies dystopian movie. It'll be a little cheesy, and I was like, really 
again, setting aside the CGI intrusions, it was like really stark. And that was also a movie that was like a little, yeah, like like really stark, really affecting. It was also a movie that's like, it's so harshly lit. Everything is so sterile. It was like hard to watch. It was, I'm glad it wasn't too, too long a movie because it was like, it was in a deliberate, effective way. It was a movie that was a, a little hard to watch for how harshly minimal and fluorescent white everything is um and that was like it makes you feel as uncomfortable and miserable in that world as the character is and it was no it was like like way more effective and interesting than i thought it would be i liked it a lot i really liked it a lot and so so yeah if you've you've never seen it especially if you can go and find the original cut not the director's special edition yeah don't make my mistake go and watch th One one three eight. It actually that movie rules. It's awesome. Yeah, I need to. I, I definitely need to rewatch the original cut. I think it might be on Internet Archive. I there are like fun tip to people who like to watch movies and don't want to pay for shit. Internet Archive has a surprising number of stuff you can watch like completely for free. Like it has a bunch of Godzilla movies. On there, like including they got like, a lot of old games that are abandoned where or they're copies. Yeah, isn't strictly yeah. Internet too. Archive is is pretty great. Um, like I've I've watched a bunch of movies through there. Um, yeah, uh, and especially worth checking out if you're like a fan of Star Wars and want to know what George Lucas was doing right before he he created something that's also just as responsible for where we are currently in our media landscape because now we're getting like five star wars things like every year it doesn't feel like a george lucas movie like it like watching it i was expecting something more like i thought it was gonna be like logan's run well the 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 cgi machine came out and started jerking off robert duvall so that that's when i was like okay this is this is george this is george That's that's an amazing because that, that some of the CGI stuff is like what you'd expect, but the yeah the 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 masturbation machine that he edited in there is Be- hysterical. Look, <laughs> it's, it's like okay, George. Okay, my my cousin who she showed me the movie and and she'd picked up the DVD not realizing what the the director's edition entailed. Yeah. And she hadn't seen the, DV- the specific DVD cop she showed me. She hadn't seen before, and she was mortified the yeah. whole way through with some of the stuff. I I would have been too. That that's um, it's a verifi- verifiable and a oop scene. Like just but like I said, I could I, I could see the original. Like it was not hard to see the original movie uh, through it. Um, so I I still really ended up really really liking it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that that concludes my uh, my recommendations. Um, any uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, hold on, let me let me give a one last look through. Oh, the one this <laughs> I, gu- I guess I'll close out by saying that uh, like o- overall, like we've been trashing this movie a lot. We've we've trashed this movie the entire uh, time. But it's 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 still like 
occupying the same level of like sucks to me as like Thor. So like a like a two out of five where it's it's like competently made. It's just like boring. I don't care. Stupid. But it didn't like offend me as a piece of quote unquote film. And it didn't like insult my existence, which is is what I'm anticipating I'm going to be feeling like when I have to watch Captain Marvel, which I've technically seen before, but it was only because my friends were watching it and I was just on my phone the entire time. So I like not <laughs> technically I didn't even I just like passively consumed it. But I, I feel like that has the potential to like really piss me off. Um, but this uh <laughs> I get, I, I'll, I'll also end this by saying that uh, it would also be very funny if this if uh, this movie opened with like the same like warning screen that kicks off every episode of Wonder Shows in, where it's like nobody should watch this. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> like this. There are a lot of funny edits you could make to this movie. I think, be, including like the the Richard Donner, um, John Williams theme over the. Uh, 1,000 yeah. 9-11s. That's really funny. So I guess if I had to conclude, um, it'd be, uh, as usual, you don't need to watch this. You definitely don't need to spend money if you're planning to watch this. And you know, I wanted to say, uh, when it comes to Superman, you know, Superman never made any money saving the world from Solomon no. Grundy. And sometimes I despair. The world will never see another man like him. A... a, a, a- man who makes no money running around in blue tights and red underpants and a cape, which, which also I know they, yeah, no, now, now, now all the Superman will be very, very serious. Which I know, upset, I know they removed man. the, the undies, but like the cape is also still silly. Like, even though it's kind of supposed to be like similar to like Thor, like it's a, like a like a Regency, sort of like royalty kind of thing, but it's it's still a guy in a spandex suit and a cape. Like that is an inherently silly concept that you can't, you know, amount I mean, of all, color all grading can take that away. Silly. Yeah. And again, that's the thing they can't, you can't square the circle with it. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in for another episode for listening. And thank and, you guys. Uh, please. Um, like, comment. please keep coming back. For yeah. Me. And like, oh, yeah. comment and subscribe. We're, we're, trying to get more feedback on on how we're doing and not just like my friends being like yay or 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 my mom being like i don't know what you're doing but i'm proud of you uh yeah that's my parents do they <laughs> they listen to my I, old yeah podcast. I'm, I'm like, just, i didn't understand anything you said but i'm glad you're doing it yeah no i i don't think i've even explained it to my dad i just said oh i gotta record like he called me just before we we got on our call and I was like, oh, I gotta get off soon. I'm I'm expecting a call. I'm recording something with friends tonight, and like, I didn't want to push further. And also, it also doesn't help that like our first episode starts with me like kind of shit talking that I might have to go to my uncle's for Thanksgiving, and that it ended up being quite nice. So <laughs> that's that's a hard like I can't let my dad listen the first episode of that. I'll pass him. I'll I'll just. We, we might have to create a, a special edition of the podcast. Family, family friendly edition. We have to get rid of all the Epstein like that, references. All, all that the Simpsons joke. Yeah, that the Simpsons or joke. the Gone with the Wind for old people. And yeah. It's like, frankly, my dear, let's get married. Didn't this used to have a war? Yeah. 
Yeah, we we gotta make the uh, we we gotta make the Peter Benito friendly cut. Hi, Dad. <laughs> not the not that I'm expecting my dad to listen to, but just on the off chance he's listening. Hi, Dad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so thank you again, everybody, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a great whatever time of day it is. All right, people. Smell you later. Bye.